0: Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of Current Events. And we've got an awesome episode for you today. We're going to be interviewing Bob Roller. He is the executive director of the East West Shrine Game. um, And he joined last year the leadership team at Shriners Hospital for Children um, to serve as the director of national sports management. Really cool title. And we're going to hear exactly what that is. He's got a lot of experience over 30 years in this industry which includes being on the Orange Bowl committee and putting on huge events like that. So we're going to hear a lot from Bob. We're going to hear a lot about what goes on behind the scenes of the East-West Shrine game. Um, And we're also going to hear what a great cause it supports. So it's going to be a really cool event. You guys don't want to miss it. And this year, we're kind of taking it to the next level. Last year, we gave away some tickets. It was fun. We went to the food trucks that were out there. They're going to be there again. But this year, we're putting on our very own tailgate. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers and food being cooked right out there at our tailgate. We're also going to be giving away T-shirts. We're going to have tailgate toss and other games to play. We're going to have our tent with all of our tickets for everyone that's coming in on our list. That's where you pick up your tickets is at our tent. We're going to have a DJ playing music. It's going to be a ton of fun. We've already given away around 200 or 250 tickets. We have about 100 tickets left. So please let us know if you want to come and be on our list. We have tickets for you. You can email me, PeterTragos at GreekLaw.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find the Peter's Proffer page. Any of those spots, you can sign up and we'll put you on our list. It's going to be a ton of fun. But for now, let's get to Bob. So, Bob, thank you so much for being here with us. I'm really excited to, to get to interview on this podcast and talk about the East-West Shrine Bowl this year. Thank you.
1: Glad to be with you.
0: So the first thing that some people may notice is the name has changed instead of the East-West Shrine game. Now it's the East-West Shrine Bowl. Why has, it, uh, why has it changed names this year?
1: It was simply a leadership decision by the board of directors of Shriners Hospitals for Children meeting over the summer. Most of the postseason games all carry the name bowl, the all-star games, and then, of course, the college bowl games. And we were really the only one that was called the East-West Shrine Game. And ironically, back in 99 and 2000, in the year that Tom Brady, among others, played in our game, and it was in California, it was called the East-West Shrine Bowl. And then it reverted back to game up until this year. So it's nothing has changed except the, those four letters.
0: Good deal. So yeah, it's just kind of for continuity's sake, I guess. So h- how did you get here? How, do you, how does somebody become the uh, national sports management member of the uh, Shriners Hospital for Children?
1: Well, I was an athletic director for the past 21 years prior to coming here a year ago this month. And uh, I I did have a background before that of working for the Orange Bowl Committee and working uh, with a national agency called Host Communications that sold the corporate partners for the NCAA Final Four. So basically what that means is is I've been around a while and worked (laughs) in college athletics for about 35, 36 years. And the Shriners board realized that we have these national sporting properties, but all of them were being run in essentially silos without any athletic director at the top to uh, keep them together, to work within our organization, to work with sponsors, to brand each of our events. And so they chose a year ago to hire someone with athletic director experience, and I was fortunate enough to get through that process.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And yeah, so for for those who are listening that don't know, it's not just the East-West Shrine Bowl that's put on by Shriners. What other sporting events did they put on?
1: Well, we have the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, which is a PGA Tour event on the PGA Golf Circuit that takes place in the fall, usually in October. It's in Las Vegas at TPC Summerlin. This past year's event was won by Kevin Na in a playoff against Patrick Cantlay, and we had Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson and just a great field, and over 70,000 people came through our our gates that day. We also run every year a Shriners Hospitals for Children college classic baseball tournament for college baseball teams that plays in Minute Maid Park in Houston where the Astros play. And there are six teams that come down in the season and play three games in three days. It's a really good chance for Power 5 teams to play uh, a nice RPI game to start their season. This year we have LSU, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, and I'm missing one, but I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. So those are some serious events, but we're we're here mostly to talk about the East-West Shrine game, so I want to jump into that. What makes this bowl game different than all the other bowl games, really, that are going on now?
1: Well, it's the mission. It's the charity. Um, It's been around. Our game is the oldest of all the college football All-Star games. This is our 95th annual event. And while the young men are here on a job interview, they are here for their future. They are here to be seen by over 300 NFL and professional scouts. They are playing an All-Star game against the very best. Uh, They also, throughout the week, and and starting Sunday with our visit to our hospital in Tampa, They are exposed to our Shriner's Hospitals for Children. They will go visit the patients on Sunday, and that's how we always start each week. And again, I've told people before that we have spoken to legends who played in our game, Names such as Roger Staubach and John Elway and Tom Brady and Walter Payton. And people have said they could not begin to tell you how the game turned out. They couldn't tell you a lot about the final score, but they all uh, kept lifelong memories of their visit to our hospital.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. So, yeah, for people that don't know, the East-West Shrine Bowl is really an opportunity for for guys in college towards the time that they're getting ready for the draft and the pre-draft process to show NFL coaches, scouts, uh, this is all being filmed, people from the NFL Network are here, reporters. Everybody's here watching what they do, interviewing them, listening to what they say, watching how they interact with teammates. It's a big job interview, like you said. How does it? How does someone in your position go about setting up this game, getting the players, choosing the locations, things like that that happen behind the scenes?
1: Well, we work with a, a network of scouts, that uh, are all affiliated with the NFL. And so we've been on this for about seven or eight months now. We, of course, look at college seniors on the roster. And the landscape over the past 20, 30 years has changed greatly, Whereas you well know, uh, many of the top draft choices now are coming out as juniors, redshirt juniors. But our game is for seniors only who have exhausted their eligibility. And so we have literally a network of scouts led by one gentleman by the name of Dan Shonka who coordinates phone calls with all of the NFL teams, with all of the schools, and we zero in on players starting in August, follow them throughout the year. We go to games when we can to be seen in person. And then the invitations go out sometime about the first weekend in November. And then it is a – it is a game not unlike a draft uh, for the next six weeks until they all the guys show up here Saturday the week before our event.
0: So it's a by-invitation-only type of game. Not just anybody can play in this game. You have to be chosen as a player to be part of this pre-draft process. What is that? What is that process like? Are the players really excited? Do they get ready to work right away? How many people do you have to go through and deal with if somebody's injured at the time of the game? Do you have backups ready? How do you guys deal with that?
1: Well, we've had people go out this week, and we've, we've made some adjustments on the fly, and, and that, that will happen all the way up to Monday. Actually, we have uh, three LSU and two Clemson players that are in our game that will arrive Tuesday afternoon straight from the national championship game in New Orleans.
0: Wow, that's but, cool.
1: But what we do is, uh, yes, uh, it's it's a very coveted uh, position that many of them. Uh, wait for and hope for it's kind of an unusual situation when we begin this process they are amateur athletes they are seniors on their college team they are bound by ncaa rules so we do not deal with them but we will talk with their coaches and when we make the invitation uh, the players get the invitation through their head coach and they will accept or wait now that the bowl game is over and these college seniors have exhausted their ncaa eligibility They have all signed with agents. Some of them have moved to a certain part of the country to begin training for this game and for the NFL Combine. And so it goes from an amateur to a professional business sometime around the turn of January 1 when the bowl games are over. And now we're dealing with agents, whereas two and a half months ago we were dealing with the head coach.
0: So some people might not know that as important as the game is on Saturday and all the coordination that goes into the game, which we'll get into, the practices are also such a big... Actually, some people, like the NFL scouts I've read, think the practices are actually more important than the games because they can actually get more out of seeing the players practice and interaction and go through individual and team drills. How do you coordinate the practices? Are they open practices? Who can come? How do you kind of determine who's going to be at these all-important practices?
1: It's a credentialed event. We are opening some practices this year to the public, to the folks in St. Pete, Tampa area, to come out, and particularly on Friday, January 17th, we're opening it wide open. But it is a uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at Tropicana Field are where the serious job interviews take place on the turf. And literally – I, I, I probably would say that less than five head coaches in the NFL will not be there, and the rest will. General managers come, and then number of scouts. We have over 350 scouts who have asked for credentials to be there. And they will um, also be at our headquarter hotel in St. Pete, which is the Trade Winds Island Resort. The scouts are here. We'll talk to them at night. They can interview them. These are more than just on the field. It's very much like a combine. They will go through an interview like a job interview. We have a weights and measures portion on Monday morning, uh, so it is it is a full time job interview week for these young men.
0: So it's it's a lot of the things that the combine has plus more since you're having practices in a game because a lot of times, what someone was listed at in the in the college. Uh, book where they're, you know, six three two hundred and ten 210 pounds. These are the real measurements that they get. And these are the measurements that get sent out to some of the scouts, even some of the scouts themselves get to take some measurements. And the guy's actually six, one 190 pounds. And this is sometimes that's right the first time yeah. this real information comes out. So it's really cool. And I'm sure it's a lot of logistics on the back end to put all that together. What, what does it, what does it take to put on the actual game itself? How many vendors do you guys have? Do you, I know I see the food trucks out there. I see a DJ out there. I see some tailgate stuff going on. How do you put this together? Is it different every year? Is it some similar vendors every year? What's it take behind the scenes?
1: Well, it is, um, it is just like a, uh, a, a, an event that would have 20,000 people. It's like running a college football game. As an athletic director, for me, it's, it's Saturday. It's game day. And so we will have, um, we have a, a huge tailgate that is free to the public every year of course they are asked if they would to make a donation to shriner's hospitals for children but it is a barbecue cookout that they cook all night long and fans come it is a highlight of the event each year as well as the food trucks that you mentioned that that had been there in the past inside we run it like a college football game with the full concessions we have our east west shrine bowl merchandise and gear there as well we have to get the referees are from the nfl the the uh, video board is running as it would run at a college game so there's a lot of work that goes into it and a number of volunteers that are extremely vital to make it
0: happen and lastly talk about the broadcast where where is the game broadcast is it is it on the radio is it on tv where can people find it where can people listen and watch
1: it's a national broadcast both television and radio our game is saturday january 18th at 3 p.m eastern it will air nationally on the nfl network and then our game is is over 128 radio stations nationwide sirius xm and on the westwood one radio network so uh, very, very good national coverage for that and And as you know, it it is all for Shriner's Hospitals for Children, which is we're very proud to say is in its 98th year as a hospital for children, and we have treated over 1.4 million children in that period of time, uh, regardless of the family's ability to pay. As you know, they are always able to come. All we need to know is, is how to get the child and the family to one of our facilities, and it is always taken care of.
0: Yeah, I mean, the stories we hear every year being involved with the East West Shrine Bowl is just, that That makes it such an easy thing to give to, such an easy thing to sponsor, such an easy thing to be a part of because of, I mean, you get the fun of the bowl game, but really the cause behind is what makes, I think, so many people in the community gather around together to really lock arms and try to work towards what Shriners stands for. Um, and what is it like, what is the NCAA and the NFL and NFL Players Association Is it it something that they also, I'm sure, hold near and dear to their hearts to be a part of something that's got such a great cause as Shriners Hospital for Children?
1: Oh, they do. The NFL has become a great uh, partner of ours and supporter. They are here with probably 40 people from New York, general managers, and I'm I'm talking about ex-head coaches and ex-general managers who come down and are mentors, if you will, for the coaches that are in this game that are all NFL assistant coaches hoping to move into that top chair. We're provided with four legends each year by the NFL, and this year we have Imani Toomer and Bobby Taylor, and Willie McGinnis, and Will Shields. And then our uh, East-West Shrine Bowl Hall of Fame this year, next Friday night, January 17th, we'll induct Will Shields, uh, a longtime Pro Bowler from the Kansas City Chiefs who is already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Dan Pastorini, a legendary, well-known quarterback for the Houston Oilers back in the Love Your Blue days of the 70s. So those will be our Hall of Fame recipients Friday night.
0: Very cool. Add their name to the other list of, of studs that have played in the East West Shrine Bowl in the past. Bob, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy. You're going to meet with some coaches and some NFL personnel now. We'll let you go. But we'll see you this weekend, and we look forward to the game. Thank you, Peter. So that was the interview with Bob Roller, who is a really cool guy with a really cool resume and background of things that he's done. And it's, I mean, he made it seem easy, but to put on an event like this, when you're dealing with the NFL, which is the owners and the teams, the NFL Players Association, which is the people that represent the actual players, and the NCAA, because as he said, they cross over from an NCAA athlete to an NFL professional. So he's coordinating with all of these big, powerful organizations. He's putting together an event that has five days of practices and measurements and things that are really important to scouts and coaches and GMs and owners and players that make millions and millions of dollars as part of this 1000000000 multi-billion dollar industry. And he is the guy at the top of it all, making sure everything's coordinated and everything's running smoothly they have tons of sponsors that that are involved. They have tons of of vendors that are involved. It's a huge event. So it's really cool. And if anybody wants to be a part of it or anybody wants to come this year and see what it's about, like I've been saying for the last couple weeks, let us know. We'd love to get you a ticket. We'd love to have you out there on us. We have a tailgate. They have a tailgate. We'll be right next to theirs. We'll be mingling and hanging out rubbing elbows with all of them as well. It's a really cool event. So I really encourage you to reach out to us. And as always, thanks for listening.